Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. <laughs> yes, that's right. And on this, this week on the podcast, uh, we are t- uh, taking a listener suggestion. I can't believe we didn't think of this movie before, but holy cow. It's the B movie. <laughs> B-E-E movie. Uh, yeah, we're doing it. Uh, <laughs> this movie is, this movie's ridiculous. Did you is think that, it, I think this movie's absolutely ridiculous? It's so nuts. It's uh, this is the first time I've watched it. How Me about you? too. It, oh yeah. yeah, definitely the first time I've watched it. I didn't deem this a must-watch before this. <laughs> no, uh, neither did I. And it I, is <laughs> such a mess. It is like it's I, all over the place. I don't. Okay, here's the thing that I couldn't get past, and we will get to the villain very shortly, but. The thing that I couldn't get past was I was like, I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for. Okay. Cause like, it's, I, I think it's supposed to be for kids, but then what, you know, what kid doesn't love a, a 20 minute court scene? Like, what, like you Yeah. Know and what a I Ray mean? Liotta and Sting cameo. <laughs> yeah, where you're yeah, like, is yeah. this going to play? Like, you know, you know, even- what's going to work is the, is the long Larry King reference. That's really going to hit it with these kids. Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> All I can think of is that, like, based on when this movie came out, they were trying to, like, do a Shrek. Where they were like, it's going to be fun for the kids, and also there's going to be Larry King references in there for the adults. And, like, it's so weird. It's so absolutely weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this only works, okay, it only works if you layer it. Okay, that's the only way this works. You know what I mean? If you have like a child's reference, but then you have like a little sprinkle of adult on top, you know what I mean? They still, a child still needs to fundamentally get some joke out of it, right? Yes. It's crazy. It's this, this movie is truly all over the place. Even in the sense of, I wasn't. 100% 100% sure what the message was. Oh, at the end. we're, we're like, going to get into even... that. Oh my God. I had such a big problem with that. I'm just uh, so confused. It's, it's, it's terrible. Um, but I guess for those people who haven't seen the movie, um, uh, very, very broadly, the plot of it is Jerry Seinfeld plays a bee uh, <laughs> that doesn't want to commit to having the same job for the rest of his life. So he leaves the hive with the pollen collectors or whatever meets, gets like sidelined or whatever gets like lost meets this woman, uh, who just the human woman is what I wrote. Her. <laughs> I don't even know what her name is. Uh, Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa the human woman. Human um, woman. there's a very weird sort of like, there's, almost a love story between there's them. like there's a tension yeah <laughs> there's a is... tension that cannot be understood fundamentally because how and why yeah so he's spending a lot of time with humans uh jerry seinfeld b um discovers that humans harvest honey from bees he's like what the fuck is with that um so the the romantic subplot is just on hold for a bit uh <laughs> Then he sues humanity for stealing their honey, wins, then the bees stop pollinating because they've got so much honey that they all just become lazy bees. 
And then he teams up with his girlfriend to like steal a float of flowers from California, fly it back to New York City, and then use that to pollinate the flowers and stop bees from being lazy again. And it is such a fucking weird. It's it a is, roller coaster. Dude. It is a I, roller coaster. <laughs> oh, and I should mention, uh, because this is maybe the main point, a uh, uh, human, regular human woman, Vanessa, has a boyfriend, Ken, uh, voiced by uh, voiced by Patrick Warburton, uh, better known as Putty. Uh, absolutely phenomenal voice actor and actor. Uh, great. I, I love, love seeing yeah. him and stuff. He's great. Uh, and he's the, the boyfriend slash fiance of mm-hmm. regular human woman. And just basically get sidelined for a B. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's one of the, he's one of the prominent villains, I think in this movie, uh, or, or, you know, at least from the scope of the movie, the way he's supposed to be presented is he's a villain. Yeah. And, um, we have another main villain, which is the lawyer. Um, John fucking Goodman. <laughs> like yeah. The voice talent on this movie oh. is through the roof and it's so bad. It's so <laughs> It's, I, I, uh, yeah, there was most of this movie. I was just going, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Matthew Broderick is the best friend. Uh, that yeah. comes in. Like it's Renee Zellweger is re- a regular human woman. Like it's, uh, <laughs> human woman. We, I, I firmly stand that we should just call her a human woman this whole time because yeah. for the rest of the podcast, we're going to call her that because th- that is one of the biggest sticking points to me. <laughs> Of why this movie is freaking weird. I could understand if they're like trying to force some friendship or something like that. Or she's, you know, she's she's a florist. Okay. Like I understand. Like you want to be buddies with a bee. That would make sense to me. I would befriend a bee. But I wouldn't be like, man, you could cut the sexual tension with this bee with a knife. Come on. Uh, like it's it's so jarring that they literally get no other human expression correct in this. Like the whole time, I was like, "This is not what a face does to this emotion," except for the longing look with a bee. <laughs> I was like, "You didn't you didn't get nail anger. You didn't nail frustration. You didn't uh, nail confusion." But you nailed B lust. Like I think most <laughs> of the I think most of the CGI work that was done on this movie was like make sure the audience knows that the bee and the human woman want to get it on, and the rest of the emotions and expressions will wrap up like later. You know, if we have time, we'll get to it. I yeah. This is this is a very confusing movie to me. Mostly because like like Ken so the, so her boyfriend Ken is like she's so disinterested in him that anything that he does that's kind of weird I'm like this is a man crying for help, okay? He's saying help, help, please look at me. Please love me like you love this bee please like that's he's just he's crying out for help i (laughs) he's everything he did i mean some of it obviously overreact there are moments where i'm like all right maybe we're overreacting because i do have a firm rule if something's talking to me i'm not gonna kill it that's that's that is a rule of mine yeah there is a big scene where he's trying uh to kill barry the bee (laughs) Barry B. Benson, if you want to know. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, every time I read one of these names, honestly, I just remember that my middle name starts with an R and I'm like, oh. God damn. <laughs> God damn it. I'm a part of this ridiculous team of people. Anyway. Your, your initials sound like it's at a drag race. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's bad. So we, there is this whole scene where, um, where Ken is trying to kill Barry in the bathroom. He's losing it. But you can also understand why he's losing it because he shows up. Okay, he shows up. She does not even seem concerned. Like, oh, like you said, you you were gonna be late, so I invited this 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 man this bee that looks longingly at me. <laughs> yeah, you were gonna be late for dinner, so I invited a bee. <laughs> like, and like, I get it. He's like, that's where I sit. <laughs> like, you took. My seat. A bee is taking my seat right now. This is wild. And it's set off the top, and I think this is an important piece of information, that he's allergic to bees, okay? And if you're allergic to bees, like, you can literally, like, that's how one of the saddest movies of all time ended, was with a death from bees, okay? Like, this is serious business, okay? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and this movie, of all the minor things tonally are weird about it it really treats allergies like you're being a wimp yes it's, it's <laughs> like so you're weird. allergic to bees okay Ooh. like oh what a wimp um <laughs> meanwhile this man like, can't open it's, open any jar i have in the fridge because he's allergic to bees <laughs> and that's that's a small transgression but like now that we're on ken let's go through some of the slights that are made to him by mm-hmm. his by regular human woman uh, <laughs> to him. So it starts off with um, they're playing tennis. And the first inkling that you get is that we're supposed to think of this guy as a jerk is he's slightly too competitive while they're playing tennis together. Frankly, I'm not going to judge him on that. That can oh, be no. Guilty as charged, dude. I am yeah. so competitive. <laughs> right. An X and I, uh, I'm certainly not an athletic man, but an X and I had a short form for this where it was, I'm not mad at you. I am Catan mad. I am settlers of Catan <laughs> mad at you because what you did in this game made me so angry. But I love it's that. Not, it's not real anger, but like no, it feels I really like, like real that. anger. Yeah, no, uh, that's a vibe 100%. <laughs> I absolutely, as soon as you said it, locked into exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm not going to blame him for that. But then then the bee uh, gets into their apartment. He c- says, I'm allergic to bees, freaks out a little. And his girlfriend's just like, what is his life? His life matters as much as yours. Which. That's a not- hard blow. For- <laughs> It's a yeah. hard blow because you know me. <laughs> you know me. Okay, like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> I could understand if it was just like, hey, we're all creatures, whatever. Like, I get I get the vibe that they're trying to describe here. And if you said that to a stranger, okay, maybe. All right, I, I kind of get what your whole thing is. I understand, okay. 
but you're looking at what is like it's your partner, <laughs> your your partner, and you're like. His life means as much as yours. I would be questioning, like, that would be a topic at therapy. You know what I mean? Like, if yes. I was that yes. man, and I'd be like, this is what my girlfriend said to me. Help me work through this. This is very concerning for me. And I am all for saving the bees, so I'm not promoting killing bees. No, absolutely but, not. But this is also the point in the movie before any humans realize bees are sentient and can talk. So this is just like, hi, I'm going to risk your life uh, to try and save the life of a a b, a b. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah like that's I just <laughs> insanity. Like I don't know. I, I I I don't know if I clocked any of it when uh, we were watching. But I'm like, I feel like this woman is not a vegan. You know, what I, like, do you feel that way? <laughs> I just feel like she she. I don't think she's applying this to all aspects of her life. You know what I mean? Uh. No, no, and I don't even think she cared. Like, I don't think she changed her habits at all. Like, because when we see it in the the grocery store, she's just like, oh, that's honey. We eat honey. Honey's great. I don't think we see her have any change in behavior because the movie's not smart enough or has a clear enough message to interrogate that, right? Like, on the surface, or, or in spirit anyway, is what I say, this should be a movie about is it acceptable to eat animal byproducts? Is that a moral thing to do? And then that movie just backtracks on that immediately. <laughs> uh, Dude, you know what point really got me? Um, the one point that killed me, and I don't know if this is just me, but at one point Barry goes, all of the, uh, like, all of the flowers in the world have died. And I was like, I don't think this is how this works. Because I was like, when they're like, listen, we're going to take one set of flowers from one part of the United States, bring it over to another part of the United States. And that way we will save not America, the world, the world we're about to save. And I was like, I feel like we needed a bit of a longer time for this to radiate out. You know what I mean? Like for this to go to other countries and other places because the concept, that was a leap for me. I know it's a children's movie, but it really doesn't present as such. So I'm having conflicting feelings on it, but it seems to me that they don't, they, they just I don't know. They jump the shark a lot in this movie, I think is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of moments where I was like, oh, you pulled me out of it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That whole, the the problem and resolution that like happens in the last third of the movie, I did not like at all. So the problem is that the bees get lazy from getting their honey back. Uh, so they stop pollinating. And then you're right. They pollinate with well, first of all, cut flowers that are going in a rose parade, which is so fucking dumb. And then <laughs> they get enough pollen from those flowers to repollinate all of the flowers that are dying and the flowers come back to life. Listen, I'm not a bee scientist. I'm not a flower scientist. Uh, but I don't think that's how that works. Like pollination is like insemination, right? It's like you take pollen from one flower and you put it in another flower and then it goes, oh good, now I can as a flower, I can sexually replicate and create seeds. So if all these plants are dead already, because that's multiple generations, you know what I mean? Like an entire generation of flowers was not 
inseminated or fertilized before it died. So if those flowers are dead, that's it. Game over. Like, end of the line. <laughs> See, you know, okay, that, <laughs> to me, I was like, I could... I can get behind that this is a kid's film and we got to see magic here. Like it's, it was very like a magical unveil of like them just flying over it and what have you. The thing that bothered me is that if all of the flowers are dead, if all of them are dead everywhere and these are the last flowers in existence, why would you fly them somewhere else? Why is New York more important than any other place in this country? Why wouldn't you just go outward, okay, and there work are your way out? in California. Yes, absolutely. Get on the horn. Get on the phone. You know what I mean? Like, it's attached to your head. You could probably get a hold of somebody. I just think it's such a weird concept that you would, if all of the flowers are dead, that you would have to fly them from one place to another because we've got to start in New York for some reason. <laughs> That is never that's where the movie said. Yeah. It's it is the plane is lunacy to me. The courtroom is crazy. It's it, it it it's it would have been so much more interesting. Not that I'm here to rewrite this movie or anything like that, but it would have been so much more interesting if it was like, okay, we found out they have our honey. Let's group together and we're gonna take it back. You know what I mean? We're gonna for our honey. That's a way more interesting movie to me than watching a 20-minute court scene as much as I love John Goodman. Love John Goodman, loved the character and everything, but I was like, this doesn't make sense. It it does not. And you're right, that is one tweak that is so compelling uh, would be just, and it would be consistent with the message in it, right? Where it's like, look, hey, bees, don't just uh, mindlessly toil away your entire lives. Um for for the benefit of others that's exploitation let's rise up let's not pollinate all these flowers and things because you steal our honey right and then it becomes a story about workers rights uh but the story that they told <laughs> is and this is this is some Anne rand uh level dystopian shit where it is um the courts have acknowledged that stealing bees' honey is exploitation and humans should not do it. But if we just allow that to happen, if we give people what they've worked for, they will become lazy and the entire system will fall apart. Uh, so as soon as you have enough to live off of, uh, society will collapse. So how dare you, you lazy fucking bees for... Like, it's... It takes such a right turn right at the end, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you if you give people what they've earned and you you rectify exploitation, people will become lazy. <laughs> Is the message of this movie. It, and it's a kids movie. It's yes. a it's a children's tale. Yes. And it they, doesn't <laughs> yeah, they're like it's it's basically like to to take it even further. It's like exploitation is fine because it keeps the world running like it's supposed to, which is so fucked. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they introduced the court scene, as soon as they were like we're going to take these people to court, I I just thought that there was way better ways of de- I'm like why wouldn't you just be like, "Hey, 
my first move would be, hey, we can talk. Please don't do this. <laughs> there was no conversation like that. There was no like moment of like, hey, we actually have like a lot of thoughts, feelings, ideas. We don't like getting smoked. Is there like a way we can work this out? <laughs> is there is there something in the middle here? Um, <laughs> Speaking of the smoking, though, another villain in this, which was so hilarious to me. Oh, I know exactly what you're just saying. The beekeepers <laughs> who actively resent bees. Dude, where they're I like. Died. <laughs> These are career beekeepers. And the first thing we hear them say is they make the honey, we make the money. Is that a thing that that guy says every day? I could. That is, I will, I got to give credit where credit's due. That's one of the funniest scenes in the movie. That is legitimately funny. It doesn't matter who you are watching that, watching Two adult people go, they have tiny little brains as they're going to smoke <laughs> Stupid fucking bees. Exactly. These idiots These making idiots. honey. I'm smarter than a bee. That's why I collect the honey. So truly funny. Very funny. Like... I I realize that, you know, vegans out there will probably have different views on this, but I don't think that there are people out there who respect bees more than beekeepers. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like at the very least, they understand bees. They understand their needs. They're they, at least not shit-talking bees. Like, yes. they're just at the baseline. <laughs> they're not shit-talking bees. Like, that is so... <laughs> Funny to me, shit talking bees as Look you're smoking them. I gotta Look give at it these to dumbass yeah. bees who we support and <laughs> maintain their li- like. Fuck. I will say, true villains in this movie. True villains, <laughs> not an ar- not an arguable point of view. I think oh. I could say they were something special. <laughs> Look at us delicately maintaining their environment so that they can thrive. <laughs> like it's it's really it's it's an extension of the trope of like, oh, here's the farmer that's mean to his animals. Um, and I don't know why it doesn't play with bees. I guess because if you're at all mean to bees, they will one sting you. <laughs> and two, uh, uh they like they are so delicate, you know what I mean? Like it's not like you can you beat a horse into submission and I'm like, oh, you're, you're bad. And that horse deserves better, but you just fucking slag on bees. It's just so funny. Anyway, it's so (laughs) funny. I don't know. I got more of like a, you know, that trope of like these, the, the two, um, the two workers that are kind of like, I don't know. They always pair up and they're always, they, they kind of have the lowest IQ of the bus. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I kind of, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of got that vibe from them, but they were written so excessively that it became so fun. Honestly, one of my favorite parts of this movie was that I would probably, I will probably go back and like YouTube that one scene because it's so funny to me. (laughs) The stupid bees. The other line that really got me just a quick mention here is um, Jerry Seinfeld to his friend B at a later part in the movie goes, whose side are you on? And he just goes, the bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because um, Barry, he's a bit of a dick man. If we could dive into why uh, I don't think the main character is a good <laughs> character. Um, firstly, he's not a good friend. Just like point. He's just not a good friend. He bails a lot. Um, secondarily, he has this like, there was a quality that I did like in the sense of like, okay, like I want to go out and do this job. Like I want to see what's out there. And I thought I could kind of feel where it was going. And then it just took such a right turn for me because firstly, these, um, what do they call them? Uh, something, jo- Paul and jocks, I think. Yeah. Um, so they're supposed to be like these elite buff guys, whatever. And I think at the front end of this movie, they kind of frame it like, like, look at these jerks. And I'm like, no, look at these, these, these bees given this bee exactly what he wants. Like he, they're just facilitating exactly what he wants to do. They're helping him out. And I, at no point, I think, I, I don't know. I don't think they're bad guys at all. I mean, they have there. I, to me, it's like, they kind of paint it like they're having this arc of like, Oh, like they were kind of a dick to him before, and now like here's your jacket. I'm like, no, they weren't even a dick before. They're like, you think you can do this? Come do this. Yeah, and we will actually fly by you and show you the ropes and take care of you and warn you of bad things. Yes. It, and when he when he gets sidelined, it's not because the like some version of this script. It's because the pollen jocks are mean to him or like bump him out of the air or cause him to crash into something because they're like, you think what you can do. Ha, jokes on you. But that doesn't happen. No. They're they're lovely. They're very they're, nice to them. They're like be careful of this, don't do this, stick with us. Here's how pollination works. Like it's it super helpful. Yeah. And then he goes out and breaks their number one rule immediately. He goes out and breaks their number one rule almost immediately. It was like, okay, this woman saved my life. I'm going to go say hi to her. And I'm like, okay, so you think no bee has had their life saved by a human in all of eternity, like in all of the bee's history? You know what I mean? That happened, and that bee walked away. That bee said, sick, thanks, pollinated another flower. You know what I mean? They didn't come back and say, hey, got to let you know and out my my entire family, my entire people, everybody I know. I'm just going to sacrifice them in this moment because knowing this is a really big deal. I'm just going to change the world, <laughs> but you saved me human right, so woman. You've got you've to be polite. Forget these societal structures that we've uh, built up to protect ourselves. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, I agree. It's. it's and I'm sorry. Every time they gave that bee a straw, I was upset. I was like, there's no straw that works with a bee. There just isn't. <laughs> I refuse. They don't I have refuse. lungs. They don't have lungs. They <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all concerned about lives, but you're 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 putting out plastic all willy-nilly, lady. That's going to end up in a turtle's nose. Okay, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and another another shitty thing about uh Jerry Seinfeld B is um he's so fucking lazy. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh which is at right at the beginning of the movie, and it's done as kind of a joke where it's their graduation, and they go, "Look, uh, three years of high sc- or three days of high school, three days of university. Now we're back into the workforce." Okay, so haha, bees have a short lifespan. They're going through their entire education in six days. Great, that works. But later in the movie, when he decides that he doesn't want to decide what kind of job he wants. 
His parents say that he's just been slacking off and hanging out in the pool for three days. So he spent the same amount of time doing nothing and just being a leech on society that he spent in college. Rebecca, that's like you or I sitting around for four years (laughs) just complaining that you don't want to get a job. Well, nobody's got to have that whole scene where he dives into the honey and has that weird fantasy about human woman. (laughs) The fantasy. Oh, that's very important to the tension. That's very important for the tension, Craig. We need the under honey fantasy scene. It uh, it's it's such a weird tone. It's such a weird tone to have. I know I've said this six times, but I think it's it, in a movie full of weird things. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> It's the weirdest one out of all of the weird things. I'm trying to remember what was actually involved. So they're like just frolicking. Like I know she gets in an airplane at some point to Yeah, fly like with it's him. just very dreamy. Because how could you go any further than that without people going, Well, this well, they're already doing that. They're already saying this doesn't make sense. But it yeah. Fundamentally doesn't make sense. I would like to talk about the lawyer and the defense yeah. of the lawyer. Because this this to me. Is a man doing his job? Okay. Is he too much? Absolutely. But almost every lawyer I've ever met is too much. Come on. That's the job. You know what I mean? He is just out there doing every single thing he can to get it done. Okay. Is it, Am I not correct here? This is a man doing his job. He is a little over the top. And I realize it's a kid's movie, but like... He's doing some very bad lawyering. (laughs) (laughs) Like, none of the arguments make any sense that they make in this. Uh, But, I mean, and I do, like, again, this was was a particular scene where I found the animation to be disturbingly inaccurate. Like, this this is, like, teetering on the uncanny valley, where, like, the faces are doing too much and the eyes are doing too much. Uh, So it was very weird to hear John Goodman do this and watch it at the same time. I don't know. But uh, that that was my take on it. Um, I, can't, I actually didn't write too much other than the bee sting scene. Well, yeah, because he gets stung. That is what he wants. He wants one of these bees to sting him. But he is successful. He is successful in that. And his line of questioning now there there's some good lawyering right there come on okay he he felt the tension he was like let us question you about this lady that you're hanging out with right that's oh yeah yeah see that's good now that's good lawyering come on that's (laughs) you, you felt it you said hey this is weird tension between a human woman and a bee let's dive into this a little bit and then he gets stung success he provokes, yeah, he provokes um, Jerry Seinfeld's best friend into stinging him, but it's like a nothing insult. Yes, yes, it is. It is so like they need nothing to get amped up here. And when you think about how it's like, oh, yeah, you could die. That's always very present within this movie is that if you sting somebody, you could die. Yes. And I got to tell you, that's not the ass I'm stinging. 
No. <laughs> tell you tell you that today. That's not the one that I'm going out on. Okay. There's definitely oh I there's a list. Okay. And there's definitely a couple people I go out on, but that's not you know what I mean? <laughs> not on a lawyer's butt. Like Rebecca B is gonna like has her like if I run into this person. Oh that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go after somebody that's like a like a predator or something. Somebody high, you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody high up. Okay. But like you're not even taking that bigger thing out. You know what I mean? You're you you didn't the lawyer just kind of got stung. He had a bee sting. Which yeah. it sucks. But like he's 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 rolling fine. away from that. He made um, his point and then shows up in a what what are those like baby like jumper things? Yeah, which was actually a pretty funny sight gag to see him yeah. walking around. Yeah. But like um one of one of the few moments of levity in a scene that involves uh, very poorly animated uh, <laughs> cameos by Ray Liotta and Sting. There's like for the kids, you know, for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going like, I know what Ray Liotta looks like. I'm familiar with his work, and the whole yeah. time it was animated, I was like, Is that Ray Liotta? I don't think you nailed that well enough for this to play. Uh, <laughs> And they just kind of get Ray Liotta to be mad. And I'm like, what? What is this? It doesn't, it doesn't play. Uh, it doesn't play. <laughs> it doesn't play for me. It, a lot of this felt like, okay, I'm going to try and get my buddies together and we're going to have a, we're, we're, this is like an Adam Sandler movie. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, I'm just going to get all my friends together and have a good time and we'll see yeah. how it works out. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of how it felt to me where I was like, this, this cast is insane and no, it feels like nobody's being used properly except for maybe John. Uh, I would say John Goodman and Chris Rock. I could have used a lot more of Chris Rock in this movie for me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That would have been fun. Um, that would have been that would have fleshed it out a little more. I do want to come back to the boyfriend very briefly uh, yes. because the last scene we have with him, my heart could not go out to a person more. I got to tell you, can you imagine? Okay, this is your thing. All right, you you're no longer with your partner anymore. Okay, somebody you were very serious with, um, you really loved, um, left you for a bee. Okay, left you for a bee. Um, Although you did try to kill that bee, so I could understand maybe that move a bit. But prior to this, you were not wrong, sir. You were not in, in your wrong. And then you walk by your ex's business, and that bee is also running a business out of the same shop, and they have flirty exchanges together. I would also yell a bit, I think. I think his reaction here is very fine, very true. I was like, I get it, dude. You need to go to therapy and explain this yeah. to somebody because you, this is not this is not all you, friend, is no. what I wanted to say. And what he says is haunting. He says, <laughs> that bee is living my life. Yes. That bee is living my life. He, like stepped in replaced him as a significant other with his girlfriend fiance <laughs> is working with her now like living in his apartment like fuck like that would be hard enough it's just if it's a regular human yeah just uh, a that's person checked up with regular human lady but like for it to be a b you'd be like your self-worth is in the oh, fucking trash at that how point. bad was sex with me that you'd prefer to have none yeah. You know what I mean? Like how how bad was it with me that you would just prefer to have none? No, thank you. 
And and he's not even a guy who's like negligent or not trying in the relationship. There's a point earlier where uh, he's he's getting ready and he's like scooping out yogurt and being and then she kicks him out and he goes, "What about yogurt night?" It's like you can think having a yogurt night is as lame as you want, but it's a it's a thing that you planned to do with your significant other. You know what I mean? It is an event. It is a thing that you look forward to. It that's actually a really healthy thing to do in a relationship. You know? So it's like it's frozen yogurt. How lame that he thinks this is a date. No, if you've been with someone a long time, you're like, hey, let's have some frozen yogurt. It's our little treat. Let's sit down. And she kicks him out because she says, I'm helping a bee sue humanity. She's helping a bee file legal paper. She's ditching a date to file legal paperwork on behalf of a bee. I would be furious. I would be furious. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, because you know what? This is a different story with a phone call. This is a different story where, like, I didn't have to... You know what I mean? I'm making effort here. I think this is happening. You could have called me yesterday and told me, hey, we got to move yogurt night. So sorry. I've got I, I some unexpected plans came up here. Okay, even if you're canceling for something that the other person thinks is bullshit, you still have to, like, properly cancel, man. This girl has been... This human woman has been very dismissive of her boyfriend up until this point, okay? At least from what we've seen on screen. You should have dumped him forever ago. I'm not saying they shouldn't have broken up. They definitely should have broken up, but this, oh, not on these terms. No. These terms are, wow. <laughs> it, would, I, it would take a lot to process this, I think. I, it would take a lot of work to work through this mentally, I believe. Also, I think this business is in his neighborhood. He's got to walk by this place all the time, probably. What a nightmare to live. What a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a definite spit in the face. And, like, nothing says I was looking for a way out than, you know what, I'm going to shack up with a bee. <laughs> I was oh, just yeah. looking for any excuse to get out of this relationship. Yes, yes, uh. literally anything. And it's like, but you can't, you can't make that the thing on the way out. You have to at least lie. Make it yeah. something else. How can this man carry on? This is hard. This is, that's, that's a hard, that's one of the hardest breakups I think I've seen. That's uh, hard. It's, 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 it's low. It's it real low. low. The, Cause that's so, it, I'd rather, I think I'd rather get cheated on to be honest with you. <laughs> Like properly, you know what I mean? Not this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like this. Not, not emotionally cheated on with a bee. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. Uh, Too hard I, of a pill to swallow for me. I really don't. I mean, it could go either way. It could be one, the most devastating thing imaginable because you're like, I'm I'm less than an insect. Um, or two, it could be like, well, dodged a bullet there. There's a woman who fell in love with a bee. I didn't sign up for that mental health uh, <laughs> catastrophe, you know? Yeah. Dude, the logic of them flying that plane in with bees, I can't, this cannot oh. stand. This oh. cannot stand. <laughs> Even, I could buy into some magic, the, the, the flower magic, sure, we have to have a quick resolution here. Obviously, the logic doesn't play, so we kind of got to breeze over it. The plane... Oh, man, we're going to go in. We're going to knock out the two pilots because 
if we don't if we don't get these flowers back to New York, the whole world ends. <laughs> Come on, we gotta get it back because and they're gonna die quickly because we have we have cut flowers in what I have to assume is pretty. It's pretty cold in, in where they put the luggage, isn't it? Am I wrong? Is no, that it's regulated? Cold. It's cold. Yeah, you. I don't know how you transport flowers. I don't even know if cold would be good, but it would be extremely cold in that uh, in that uh, airport. The yeah. the scene where they because they also steal <laughs> they steal this float. When at no point did you have to steal anything. Your bees just show up. Okay. Take yes. your Paul, your your bees, Matt. Just get some of these bees to show up. Get get Barry, you know, hooked up with the nearest colony of bees. Whatever you need here, let's figure it out. And you know what's an easy sell for humanity? Getting bees to pollinate things. <laughs> That's an easy sell. You're like, hey, humans, is it okay if we swing by with some bees and pollinate some flowers and crops? And humanity would be like, yes. Please. I, That's what I we need you for. Believe at no moment did somebody contact a bee when all these things were dying. We know they can talk. We know they can talk. Instead, we just let everything die because we were like, well, these bees are chilling. We can't call them while they're chilling. We can't we can't call upon these bees that we know can communicate perfectly with us and tell them that not only will we all be dead, but you will be too if you don't start stepping up. That is never communicated. And one of the most frustrating things in Plotline is that if something could be communicated with a sentence to fix something, that should probably be the thing that happens, or you absolutely have to put another obstacle in there. There has to be a reason why we can't contact you. Humans are mad at bees because we they no longer give them honey, so they won't listen to us anymore. Great. Done. Just put that line in there. Just something. You don't, It's just like, oh, no. Do, they, they they have the do not disturb on the hotel door, so we can't knock. We can't knock. They're busy. Yeah. They're um, busy. They're bees. Haven't you heard? I the the logic the leaps you have to make in this film Yes gigantic. I, I just realized something as you described it, which is this movie takes the position that humanity doesn't know that the bees are the ones that pollinate it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're like, why are all these plants dying? I don't understand. Like, like humanity didn't realize that this was a service that bees provided for for them, which is absolutely nuts. Like, I think we've known that f- forever. I, mm-hmm. I don't know when we figured that out, but like the, the importance of bees as a pollinator has been known for a very, very long time. Um, Nobody gives a balanced response in this movie. Nobody gives a balanced response. It's one extreme or the other, and there's many ways we could have tackled some of these interesting moral issues of like, yes. should we be taking this honey? Like, is this okay? Um, is there a way to find balance and proper regulation where everything is happy and nothing is disturbed? And it and it, that's not on the table here. <laughs> it's yes. just not the 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 happy school schoolyard storybook ending to this movie should have been. Um, Yes, you're right. There's a balance where the bees realize um, that they enjoy working and they find purpose in working and being busy um, and can still make time for some uh, for some leisure and stuff now. But 
provide the honey to the humans because they enjoy the work that they're doing, right? Then it, it goes from a story of exploitation to uh, symbi- a symbiosis, uh, a, mm-hmm. a cooperation, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but we're go, in charge. Mm-hmm. We give you what we want to give you. Like we're, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to give you a fifth of our honey because we can afford it, and otherwise... And then we're going to take every second Sunday off or whatever, whatever a bee wants. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. I'm not going to speak on behalf of bees on the podcast, but. Oh no. Most of this movie just bummed me out. I was like, bees are actually a real problem. Yeah. I'm really concerned about bees. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. We're not saying kill bees in this. Absolutely not. No. Preserve some bees. Uh, Oh, I don't know if I've even ever killed. Well, I have technically, I guess, because a bee stung me, but I don't think I've ever actively tried to kill a bee because I think this has been a problem of a lot of my lifetime. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the decline in the bee population is uh, very, very scary. Uh, Deeply depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just another thing on the on the bad landscape of reality yeah. right now. But we're gonna just breeze past this because this is a kids movie with many adult <laughs> references that aren't that funny and don't pan out. Yeah, and uh, thank God Jerry Seinfeld uh, stopped having a movie career after this. That uh, that is the one thing that I will. Do say. Do you think this Positive. was the nail in the coffin? <laughs> I think I think everybody after this realized that it was Larry David who was doing a lot of the work on that sitcom. Uh, <laughs> because this, got, if I remember, this got like a lot of promotion. Yes, this got this a was- lot of promotion. This got like a long episode like an episode long reference in a 30 rock episode like there's like they they went all in on this i think i recall this being pushed pretty hard at the time yeah yeah i was like look jerry seinfeld is so funny wouldn't it be hilarious if he was a b and you're like yeah but you can't act i don't like (laughs) i mean i i don't think he does terrible in this like it's fine but like you could have just gotten any sort of generic uh, voice actor to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is legitimately watching Jerry Seinfeld be a bee. You're very yeah. aware that it is Jerry Seinfeld. Or it, or Matthew Broderick, who is in a secondary role in this, would make a great bee. He yes. did. He did make a great <laughs> bee, but put, put him in charge. Uh, you know, Matthew Broderick has done voice acting. It, he was on The Lion King. You know, it makes sense. Just let him do it. But anyway. Yeah. I, if you like this movie, I'm so sorry that we've thrashed it for 45 minutes. But it's who the likes first time we've watched. I don't know. It, you Whose might, favorite movie is this? That's, you might like it if you have any nostalgic value attached to it. Like if you're maybe enough. a young, maybe if you're younger than us and you watched it a few times as a kid because you were really into bees or something, then maybe, but for honestly, for the most part, this is this is truly not for me. <laughs> yes, if this movie is what inspired you to become a bee scientist, a, a biologist, uh, if you will, uh, good for you. Thank you for doing the work studying bees. Uh, we like you, uh, uh, but you got to admit this doesn't hit a lot of the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you want to mention about bee? No, I th- no, I think. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna start repeating myself again. Yeah, it's a because bee. I was I was flabbergasted at some moments. 
Very nice. So before we move on to our heroes and villains of the week, where we discuss people who have inspired or disappointed us in our personal lives, uh, as always, it is time to rank that villain. Uh, so uh, what uh, what do you got this week, Rebecca? Okay, so I've got um, my scale is ways to consume honey. So I've got uh, from a spoonful in your coffee to a full Pooh Bear. I'm going to give, I'm ranking uh, Ken the boyfriend. I'm going to give Ken a uh, midnight snack of honey on toast. He might not be the best for you, but he's a good treat. I don't mind. Nice. I like it. Um, I also did Ken. I'm also ranking Ken. So I did uh, Ken on the uh, stinging slash biting insect scale. Uh, So from a mosquito uh, to a wasp. Um, I'm going to give Ken a bit, uh, a bit by a flea that came in on the dog. Right, ah. so flea that came in on the dog because it's irritating, but only because someone you love got into some really weird shit. <laughs> uh, and we are going to get to our heroes and villains in uh, just a second. But um, before we do that, just a couple ways you guys can help out the podcast. So uh, big news as of uh, the release of this episode, we now have a merch store on uh, tpublic.com. Uh, so we have a couple designs up there uh, right now that you can now get shirts, mugs, phone cases, whatever, with the Villain Was Right logo. Um, there's a couple other designs up there. Uh, currently, we have uh, Get Your Nerd Dick Tucked Into Your Waistband. <laughs> um, we also have a, a Science Me Craig uh, t-shirt uh, or design um, at our logo, and as well as a, 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 a special raccoon-themed uh, design that you can check out too. So uh, if you if um, you can check us out at tpublic.com, uh, um, the link is a little weird. So just check our social media for it, um, which you can get at us at uh, at VWR Podcast on Twitter. Villain is right on Facebook. And as always, you can email. This was a, a user suggestion, a uh, listener suggestion. So you can get at us uh, with those suggestions at villainwasright at gmail.com. And as always, you can hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash villainwasright. Uh, we have many tiers. You hear about this every week. You know what we do. We've got two bonus episodes a month. Uh, we've got voting options. As always, we always do an audience choice every single month that is voted on. If you want to have your voice heard, hit us up on Patreon. And again, hit up those tees, guys. We've got great tees, and they're they're suitable for work and not suitable for work. So just you can get. We know you're working from home. Get one of those not suitable for work tees. Make your spouse uncomfortable. Why not? I've got a. You know what I've got? I've got one of those uh, uh, from Seinfeld actually, because we're talking about. It. I've got. Um, uh, the Timeless Art of Seduction, like that uh, George Costanza t-shirt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is uh, not sexy. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> shirt. My partner does not feel the same way. I will assure you on that. <laughs> it's not It's not going to get you, it done. But it makes you feel good. And that's oh, I love it. Is. feel so good in my George shirt. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so thank you to everybody uh, who is uh, listening, who's liked, subscribed, um, told your friends about it. We, we've gotten a lot of really great messages uh, from you guys, uh, and it's really nice to hear. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being our patrons, if you're a patron. And uh, yeah, thanks for checking out our uh, new store. Um, and now it is time for our uh, heroes and villains of the week. So I've got a, uh, I, I've got my story of uh, being stung by a bee. Uh, so this this was the last time I was talking about B. It was way back in grade one, um, and I w- I was a weird kid in grade one. The only two things I really remember about grade one 
was uh, one instance where I it was like playtime or something like that. And I was playing with another kid with these army men. And the uh, teacher came around and told us to cl- clean up and h- help each other clean up because it's time to, time to stop. So we piled all these army men into this little bucket, which was absolutely uh, small enough to be carried by a first grader, right? One first grader could handle it all the very fine. Um, but we decided uh, to help each other. So I grabbed one end and this other kid grabbed the other end and we were moving it like it was this massive heavy thing back to the shelf where it belonged. And the teacher came by and said, what are you doing? Cut it out. And I was just like, we're cooperating. She goes, well, stop. <laughs> well, stop it. <laughs> so that for some reason is in my head because I thought we were doing the right thing. Uh, and then later that year, uh, it was it was uh, probably like June or July, uh, June probably because it was very warm. So all the windows in the classroom are open and we're sitting there doing... Um, crafts we're cutting up construction paper with scissors and crayons and all the rest and a bee flies in the window and lands directly between my thumb and pointer finger on that real you know that real fleshy part between your thumb uh and the rest of your hand so it's it's just right there and i'm freaking i'm like oh my god there's a bee right there it's gonna sting me and like i know now it probably wasn't going to. It was probably going to like sniff around for a bit. Probably had like juice on my hand or something like that, right? Uh, and this other kid goes, hang on, I'll get it. Mm. And he takes a piece of construction mm-hmm. paper and folds it in two. And he goes, his brilliant plan was that he was going to be able to squish the bee between the the paper before <gasps> it, it could sting me. I think as adults, we can all peg this as a very bad plan. Uh, But in first grade, I was like, that's genius. Go ahead. (laughs) So this kid squishes this bee into my hand, who immediately stings me. I scream like crazy. And the teacher's like, what's wrong? And I was like, a bee stung me. And this is like the early 90s, uh, maybe 1990s. So they're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, Go. this is before they invented allergies, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's when yeah. things uh, started happening. So they're like, that sucks. Um, and the first aid they gave me was this just cup filled with salt water, right? And they're like, just soak where it was. But it's a cup, and the bee stung me directly between my thumb and forefinger. So there was no way that I could get the part that was stung into the water. <laughs> So I was just sitting there with my finger in salty water, no. uh, <laughs> the sting completely unexposed. And I was just like, this is the worst fucking ever. And I held a grudge against that kid for the longest time because it was just like, just the hang on, I got it. And the the image of construction paper slamming down on a bee as it stings me, it's traumatized me for life. Uh, and ever since then, I've chosen never to be stung by a bee again. So <laughs> Ooh, you know what? That teacher's a bit of a villain. Too. I, I don't think that's how you. Isn't it? Isn't the answer mud? Aren't you I supposed don't... to? You're supposed to put mud on a sting because it like will cool it off and kind of dry out the stinger. Is what I've always been told. But I'm also kind of a hillbilly, so that might be just you know some. So some backcountry shit. Yeah, I mean, I think salt <laughs> might do the same thing. Like it would cool it. It would like okay. the salt maybe draw something out. I don't know. Honestly, 
you, it's just occurred to me that I have no idea how to treat a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Mud sounds fine. I don't know. So that's my villain oh of the week. God. The kid who squished the, the bee. Okay, so I have a really, I have like a super specific weird one this week. I've got a really weird, and it's I'm definitely really a hero. Forward to this. It's a hero. Okay, so little little backstory, a little backstory. Um, I used to, when we were allowed to meet in groups, I used to, on occasion, do this show, uh, and it was a fan fiction show, or an adult fan fiction show, to be specific. Is uh, And what we would do is they would get different performers, actors, improv people, um, sketch comedians to come out, and they would pick, you would, you would go online and you would pick a piece of fan fiction and you would read it in front of an audience, and it was supposed to be like some sort of funny reading. And some people would perform it in groups, and some people would have voices and all this kind of stuff. Um, and some of the voices, if you, if you can really, like I can't act, so I was fine. But I got to tell you, there was one woman that ruined Bob's, Bob's Burgers for months for me months she could nail each individual voice like perfectly and it was one of the nastiest fan fictions i've ever heard i literally i couldn't watch it i could it took me like six months to get over this performance i was like that was deeply disturbing but because i'm a comedian what i do is i go and pick something that looks like it was intentionally supposed to be funny this isn't somebody's life work. This isn't something serious for someone because I also don't want to, I know it's adult fan fiction and it's weird, but I also don't want to like dump on somebody's work. You know what I mean? Like I do, you know, I don't do this type of work, but I do creative work and I wouldn't like it if I showed up somewhere and somebody was dumping on me. So I will always pick something that I find is, was specifically meant to be a joke. Cause I'm like, I am performing it like it's a joke. It was meant to be a joke. That's what I'm going to do here. And in my travels, I came across one for B movie. <laughs> and I got to tell you, it is it is perfection. It is perfection. I am not going to read all of it for you because it is some of it's nasty. OK, and that's not we're not that type. We're, we're a little bit that type of podcast, but we're not quite that type of podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to pull it back, but I'm going to read you guys. I found it. I, I, I had to research it, which took me a little while, but I found it in the uh, deep corners of the internet. I found this B-movie adult fan fiction, and I'm going to read a few of my favorite lines right now. First, uh, off the top, it starts off as, uh, it was a sunny November day in New York in Central Park where Barry B. Burton, the main B homie in Jerry Seinfeld's B-movie, lives with his B-friends. Okay, so we've already really set the tone here, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've really set the tone. So now I'm going to jump down. Uh, Barry yelled, and look at me now. I'm married to Vanessa. And then in brackets, it says, Vanessa is voiced by whoever the fuck played Bridget Jones, but she's ugly as hell, and luckily Vanessa is a lot better. Now, just for the record, I do not find Renelle Seaweed. So, what, I can't even say her name right now. No, we're here. Yes, thank you. I do find her attractive. I do not condone this message, but a very funny side, I yeah. will say. Um, <laughs> ne- up next, we've got, uh, he smiled like Julia Roberts as he flew to Vanessa's apartment where the hot brown-haired chick was sitting watching Dr. Phil. You need to change your life, Dr. Phil yelled, you stupid motherfuckers. You need to stop bitching on TV and grow the fuck up. 
by the way, Robin's real hot and you stupid fucks can't have her. And he threw up on stage because somebody in the audience was wearing an Obama shirt. <laughs> this is a lot of Dr. So, Phil stuff. For this is like, movie. this is so like, I, I, some of these were, I'm like, I don't even know where this person's writing for. Like, it's just so truly random and funny to me. Hey, Vanessa said the, <laughs> said the Barry. Trying to get, uh, trying to put on a sexy Antonio Banderas puss in boots voice. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> but then he yelled out, holy fuck. Insert flight of the bumblebee music here. <laughs> like it's being filmed. So good. So good. Um, and then we go, I'm not going to say the full sentence that this term is in, but I really like it. Hot meaty gams. <laughs> Somebody's got some hot meaty gams uh, in this story. And um, I'm going to leave with it. The last line here is, um, you're going to get me pregnant, sexy bee man. Very good. All very good. Um, this is honestly something that I printed out. Somehow, for the second time in my life, um, this is the second time this piece of uh, work has gone through my printer, and I just think it's so honestly like I didn't read most of it because it's like it's uh, pretty out there, but very very funny. Do you, do you have the link for this? Oh, dude, we can't put up the link for uh, this. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Listen, if you. If you can find it, good for you. <laughs> Let's say that. All right, it, fair enough. Fair it enough. won't take, it, it honestly, it probably wouldn't take you more than 15 minutes <laughs> to find it yourself. A very it's funny piece of work. Oh, um, I, I will tell you, I only came in second place that night, but uh, second place to uh, the Bob's Burgers girl, which is understandable, fundamentally. Um, so that guy is... My hero, or this person, okay, this is not gendered. This person is, is my hero of the week for writing something that makes me laugh every time I read it. Good for you. Very funny. And I can, I'm almost positive intentionally funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's been us. Um, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Uh, where can people follow you, Craig? Yeah, you can uh, get me at uh, Crayfay Comedy, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube as well. We got some uh, Villain Was Right uh, kind of uh, greatest of clips or whatever up there. So you can uh, check those out. Yep, that's it for me. Yeah, okay, great. And um, as always, we got another banging episode coming out next week. Look forward to Palm Springs. We're going to be covering Palm Springs next week. And as always, this is The Villain Was Right reminding you, if your partner leaves you for a B, it is not your fault. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>